Think big. Think positive. Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Nothing you have ever experienced can prepare you for the unbridled carnage you're about to witness. Right. Super Bowl, the World Series, they don't know what pressure is. In this building, it's either kill or be killed. You make no friends in the pits and you take no prisoners. One minute, you're up half a million in soybeans, and the next, boom. Your kids don't go to college and they've repossessed your Bentley. Are you with me? Hello and welcome to the Stone X Podcast, Grain and Oil Seeds, with Craig Turner. That's right, the name has changed. We're very excited about it. Same podcast, same newsletters, same host. Name has changed, come within the corporate guidelines here at Stone X. So going forward, if you're looking at the podcast on your feed, it you know, you'll still be there. I just won't say Turner's take anymore. It will say uh, Grain and Oil Seeds with Craig Turner. Um, we are very excited about it, and I'll get a little bit more into it later in the episode. But if you like the podcast, you can please go on over to uh, to iTunes and give us a positive review. All my contact information is in the show notes. You can follow me on Twitter. And uh, again, everything stays the same. We're just changing the name and the branding. I'm going to probably notice there's... Uh, the branding and imaging is going to look a lot better, a lot more professional. And uh, that's the benefits of being with the Fortune 500 company here. So we're excited about that. So a little bit what I do. Um, I'm getting a lot of calls um, and interest in what I do over here lately. And just so we're all clear, like I am a broker at StoneX. And, you know, this podcast is part of our way to it's like a radio show. And we, and we talk about the grain and oil seeds at a very high level. But, you know, when I'm working with my clients, we have our, you know, premium newsletter product, um, you know, and we have, you know, there's there's two sides of the business. There is the brokerage business and there's the consulting business and some clients want both. But whether you want just execution and brokerage and some ideas and the newsletter and the research, you know, there's that side of it, right? Which is more transactional. And then there's the consultant side. And I work with farmers and, corporations, um, anyone, you know, any, anywhere, you know, through the producer and consumer side on, you know, and we take a look at, you know, monthly basis, their needs. We have a special report that we, we, we put up for them. I also do my own price forecasting report where, you know, for corn, wheat, and soybeans, we have all the supporting information, all the balance sheets, where we think the possibilities of uh, the grain markets are going to be. Then we can make recommendations. Um, you know, on, you know, based on, based on your needs. Um, and that is part of like the consulting part here. So this podcast is a way for people to get to know me and, you know, trust that I, I know what I'm talking about in the grain and oil seed markets. And hopefully, you, you know, you understand it too, but you know, if you're having a tough time out there with, with marketing or, or hedging, um, uh, you know, reach out because, uh, you know, a lot of what I find is, well, uh, this podcast can be very helpful to people to actually put it into an actionable plan, um, you know, for, you know, to hedge your, uh, to hedge price risk um, isn't easy, right? And you, a lot of times you do need a partner or a consultant with that. So we offer those or I offer those services too. So anyways, Stone X podcast, grain and oil seeds with Craig Turner. And um, now with this change, you know, I think we're the, I think we're the largest podcast at Stone X. So uh, 
that's always a, a nice thing to say too. So um, we have the WASD coming up on Friday. Uh, so the January WASD is a big report for three, well, it's probably a lot of reasons, but for me, it's, uh, it's three reasons. One, you do get the USDA's update on crop production from last year. And what's interesting about, you know, last year we thought things were dire, quite dire at one point for production. And then we got late rains and the crop ended up doing much better than people expected. So towards the end of the summer and it's early fall, the crop was getting bigger after getting smaller earlier in the season. And there's that saying, you know, small crops get smaller, big crops get bigger. And since we did see production increases towards the, you know, towards as we got to harvest there, there is this expectation that the USDA does raise yields, not a lot, but a little enough to, you know, enough to bump up production a little bit uh, and demand's been kind of weak. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, I wouldn't be surprised if production increased a little bit for, uh, you know, yields for, for corn and soybeans, nothing crazy, but if, you know, if we're at, um, you know, 175 or 176 for corn or closer to 50 or, you know, maybe a touch above 50 for beans. Like I can see that, like that, that wouldn't shock me um, if we saw that. And again, you know, with, you know, we're at 49.6 for soybeans and we're at 174.9 already for corn, not talking huge increases, but something. And that'll add a little bit to the ending stocks. Demand has not been great. The, the you know, the, the trade has a good handle on ethanol and exports for corn and also the crush for soybeans um, and, uh, and exports for soybeans. What the industry doesn't have a good handle on ever, and it's, it's just the way it is a part of the market structure, is what the feed demand for corn has been for the past quarter. And with the temperatures being warmer than normal, wouldn't be shocked if the corn quarterly stocks number was bearish and ending stocks ended up having to go up a little bit more because that feed demand wasn't there. Maybe it isn't, right? You know, you can make the case that you're going to use less feed wheat for wheat because Chicago wheat's tighter and, you know, and, and, you know, the can't, when you take a look at Kansas city wheat versus corn, maybe you're still doing, um, you're still doing some corn, but really the Eastern belt, I, I think I'd make the argument where, Maybe you'd use more corn over any any kind of feed wheat in the eastern belt, but um, you can make that argument. So I wouldn't. Uh, so that's so that's one thing. So that's the second thing. And then the th one of the the other thing people are going to look at the January WASD is the USDA filing CONAB in Argentina um, on production cuts in South America. I don't think that's as big as a deal because the USDA tends to not get ahead like of CONAB and Rosario Grain Exchange. Um, you know, they, those exchanges and entities move first, and then the USDA tends to follow. So it's, it's rare to, you know, and the USDA will kind of, you know, if, if CONAB cuts Brazilian soybeans by production by 5 million metric tons, like the US will do it by three or four in the next report, or wait another report. And, you know, if it was too late in the cycle, and they have to wait to see what CONAB's doing. So I'm not not expecting a huge the the U.S. to be the USDA to be the on the forefront of production cuts in South America. Finally, what we look into here is winter wheat seedings, and winter wheat seedings are expected to be one million bushels lower 
over last year. I want to say winter wheat was about, I mean, I had it. It was 36 and change, 36 million and change. Now it's going to be about 35 million and change. Um, and it's about a, a million drop. Um, as a, a pure percentage wise, I would think that Chicago wheat, the soft red winter wheat, has the greatest risk of losing acres, could be 10%. 15%. Maybe it's not, right? But it could be. And, you know, when you, and just, you know, for everyone's benefit out here, when we're talking winter wheat, I mean, we may have only 7 million acres of, uh, of Chicago wheat, that's soft red winter wheat, while, you know, uh, hard red winter wheat could be high 20s, low 30s, like that kind of number. So it's a lot more, there's much, much more hard red winter wheat grown, but they do trade separately. There are different protein differentials, and we could have a situation where the, the biggest loss to acres is the the soft red wheat Chicago contract. So we'll see. So those are the kind of the wild cards I see going in for tomorrow. Um, I think the trade is looking for a little higher production for U.S. corn and soybeans. Um, I will I will see what the the quarterly stocks. I haven't seen a whole lot written about that. Um, in any of the, the newsletters or podcasts that I listen to. I'm not saying they're not out there. So the, I haven't noticed them, but I think that's a risk. And South America certainly gets covered um, probably more than it needs to be on the production side. And then, you know, I don't think winter wheat seedings are getting enough attention either. But that, those, are, those are the, <coughs> excuse me, the main, the main issues here. So what we've been doing then is we'll see what they say on Friday. And then based on that, what I do is I go back and I have about 10 or 11 key charts that I think explain not just what's going on in the market, but kind of leading indicators for where I think prices, you know, could go or what are the most things, you know, what are the most important charts and data points that could affect price ranges. Um, and then I have my balance sheets, which you've all seen uh, for Turner's take. And we'll have a bearish, a neutral and a bullish scenario the realistic changes in acres yields and demand you know nothing nothing crazy you know we're not going out there to try to predict some like once in a generation trout uh, drought but you know a couple of percentage points either way for supply and demand and then that gives us our price ranges and then probably starting next week i will be incorporating that into our marketing and and hedge plans um to where we think these prices are going. The clients that I work with that are consultant, I meet with them once a month. We go over those and we set up marketing plans. I have a lot of clients that have brokerage accounts and you know, it might be in uh, the Turner's Take Premium you know, newsletter and what we're doing. And that's more of kind of like an email blast. And then it's kind of up to us to, you know, to talk about what we want to do. Um, if you want more of a monthly kind of relationship to keep you honest, let me know. I think it's, I think marketing is going to be harder these next couple of years. I really do. It's been, it's been a little bit easier um, on the farm side to, uh, to, to sell over the past couple of years. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, it, and it's going to, it is going to be tougher. I think it's going to be easier on the buy side, whether you're on, you know, you know, feed, ethanol, food and beverage, manufacturing, maybe not so much wheat, but for corn, certainly. And um, I got to tell you, my big concern just in terms of you know of price, in terms of moves, is what can happen. 
if what can happen to soybeans if certain cards come out of the deck and i'm talking about like the most likely odds cards the the cards most likely to come out of the deck are bearish for soybeans over the next six months um and that's and that's a concern for me that soybean risk to the downside but um again that'll be in turner's take premium and uh in the price forecasting report and uh in our monthly consultant meetings so um we'll we'll talk more about that as we go on so that is about it i wanted to get this podcast out today to a explain the name change and b explain what i do i think um i'm getting a lot of more interest here and i didn't i don't think i do a great job on the podcast just kind of saying how i work with work with clients and the kind of you know services that that we offer here i mean what we offer here on the podcast and in that free newsletter is a very high level you know look of the grain and oil seed markets if we want to need to get specific about price and actionable items and you know what we really think is going on i mean i i i forecast price every month for the whole entire year in bullish bearish and uh neutral um, scenarios right so i mean it does get a lot more granular granular than than this podcast but um but yeah so if you have any questions for me or you think you need some help um let me know if you're a client or you're not client here i'm happy to happy to have that conversation again my number is 312-706-7610 um and then just uh well we got a couple of minutes here uh, in the back end of things listen the macro markets funds are bearish funds have a pretty big short position um in the grain and oil seed markets, but it certainly can get better. Like I know what the funds are looking at. They're looking at not just the, the old crop numbers, but what happens in new crop. Like when you start to estimate acres and yields for next year with demand, like it does look bearish. Like I understand why the funds are short so much corn and can go record short. Like I definitely understand why the beans, when you take a look at what could the USD, the most likely scenarios for the USDA to publish in the May WASDE, it does make sense that the the funds are now flipping from long to long to short on the uh, on the commitment of traders. So you know there is there's definitely a risk out there. Um, what is interesting though on the you know, on the buy side, like uh, like you still have to respect the fact that soybeans are tight right now, right? Where if you do get production issues, you certainly could have some serious volatility. Um, and wheat is going to be interesting too, with the, especially the soft red winter wheat, the Chicago wheat. Um, if they have a decline in acres, but unfortunately, it's corn that's uh, corn is just uh, if we're not tight in corn for old crop, we're not going to be tight for corn when the acres come out most likely in May. And Argentina is having a pretty good go of it right now on their weather, and we'll see what happens with Brazil. But even our even Ukraine is getting things are getting better instead of worse in the Black Sea um, compared to where we were last year and the year before. So, um, you know, commodities revert back to the mean. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing here. So um, we'll get more into all the macro markets and energies and grains uh, next week. The next podcast will be very focused on uh, what, the, what the USDA does say uh, on Friday. And then uh, if you need anything, let me know. Again, this podcast is now going to be Grain and Oil Seeds with Craig Turner. It's part of the Stonex podcast uh, suite of products. Um, we are, the, and uh, and we're very excited about that as being the premier grain and oil seed uh, podcast over here. So 
Uh, if you have any questions for me, you can contact me. Uh, feel free to call and email clients. You have my Thanks very much, and I'll be talking to you soon. This material is conveyed as a solicitation for entering into a derivatives transaction. This material has been prepared by a Daniel Trading broker who provides research market commentary and trade recommendations as part of his or her solicitation for accounts and solicitation for trades. Daniel's Trading, its principals, brokers, and employees may trade in derivatives for their own accounts or for the accounts of others. Due to various factors, such as risk tolerance, margin requirements, trading objectives, short-term versus long-term strategies, technical versus fundamental market analysis, and other factors, such trading may result in the initiation or liquidation of positions that are different from or contrary to the opinions and recommendations contained therein. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future performance. The risk of loss in trading futures contracts or commodity options can be substantial, and therefore investors should understand the risks involved in taking leveraged positions and must assume responsibility for the risks associated with such investments and for their results. You should carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your circumstances and financial resources. You should read the risk disclosure accessed at www.danielstrading.com. Daniel's Trading is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, newsletter, or similar service. Daniel's Trading does not guarantee or verify any performance claims made by such systems or services.